Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dremels. After attending callbacks for the pocket full of dead fish, Thomas, Nacho, and Tyronicus all get to try their hand at scenes. Thomas and Tyronicus get physical with a slap, while Thomas and Nacho get physical with a kiss. On their way out of the callbacks, Cindy recognizes Thomas from the hospital. Upon arriving home and settling in for the night, the boys hear a knock at the door before three tools barge in with intent to kill. They are polymorphed and thrown out a window where they explode in a red paste before a mysterious elf freezes both Thomas and Tyronicus. I do declare, Yorana is back in session. Mr. Thomas Phelps, you're a coveted man. The slender elf pats you down, searching for something he doesn't quite seem to find. He turns his head, glancing over the two of you, and says, I'll take it your little friend here is Barry. Hmm? The elf crouches over your body, Tyronicus, and pats you down, pulling out the phylactery. He holds the beating stone heart in his hand and smiles triumphantly before you hear, Leave my daddy! I mean, Mr. Phelps alone! And Nacho charges, slamming into the elf for 10 points of damage. Jesus. You see as he drives both his fists just fucking across the back of the elf's head. And he goes, Ugh! and as he gets hit, you guys are just outside of the apartment. And the stairwell is right there. And the hit sends him lurching forward. His sternum hits the railing of the stairs as his head comes over it. Then you see as Nacho begins to rear up for another slam. And as he sees that, he smiles, says, see you around, and throws himself over the railing of the stairs. And as he goes down the railing, you hear a little And Nacho runs over to the railing and goes, what? Did he drop the phylactery when he got hit? 
No, you don't see the phylactery anywhere. Nacho comes over the railing, he looks around, he goes, Where'd it go? Uh, Mr. Phelps? Uh, Tyronicus, are you okay? Can I move? He starts, like, slapping you guys awake. You're still, like, stiff. But all of this took about 12 seconds. And about 48 seconds later, you begin to be able to move your fingers and then your arms. And you kind of come up. He goes, are you guys okay? (sighs) My ego's bruised, but I think I'm fine. Cheerio comes out of the apartment and goes, who was that guy? I... I have absolutely no idea. Tyronicus? I have no idea. Clearly, he was looking for you. He didn't even know I was here. So how would he know that I had the phylactery? Why was he looking for me? What did I do? You tell me. You've done quite a few things that I'm finding more and more about us. I've learned more about you. I mean, not enough to make someone attack me. I don't know. I've met you. Maybe to write an angry letter or two, but... What were those bug things he sent after us? They they died, right? Did you uh, kill yeah, them? Yeah, uh, we we put them in a in a Tupperware and they exploded. That's right. Uh, yeah, they're we don't have to worry about them anymore. But what is going on here? I I'm a little afraid to sleep. I feel like maybe that's not the best move right now. Or Wait, maybe how did I mean, he know our names? How did he know my name? My real name? How did he know where we live? I mean, he could probably just ask anywhere Thomas Phelps lives. I probably just point this way. Are he's we? Got, he probably has a lot of enemies. Are we being watched? Ominous music plays, and you see Cheerio and Nacho begin to, like, look around the apartment for eyes. Uh, huh. It's not safe here. Maybe we should move locations for the evening. Where would we even go? Well, maybe we could go stay at Gary's Gary's place in his back room. Who's Gary? Well, you know, he's a good friend of mine. Tyronicus and him. Oh, uh, oh, right, right, the skeleton. Right, right. I'd rather not ask him for a favor, but we can't get like a hotel or something. That costs money, Tyronicus. Money that we don't have. How far is Ostrogon's place? Oof. Ostrogon's <laughs> place is like a 10 hour ride away. Yeah. Very far. <sighs> Fine. He'll let us stay if I ask him nicely. It's not about him if he'll let us stay or not. I'm sure he'll let us stay. He's a great guy. But- oh. There you go. You're opening up Tyronicus. No, it's just, I know for, uh, whatever, let's just go. Okay, sounds good. Here we go. You head down the stairs, you walk out of Thomas's apartment building, and you walk a couple of blocks over to Until Dawn Pond. It is late evening, it's not like the middle of the night yet, it's probably about like 10 p.m.-ish. So it's late, and it's definitely the hours that Until Dawn is open, Thomas, you have frequented this location many times at this hour before. And sure enough, as you come in, you hear the skeleton reattaching. Oh, hey, oh, oh, Barry and Tyronicus. Yeah, come on in. How you doing, son? You said Barry and Tyronicus. Oh, sorry. I'm just so excited. Uh, And Thomas, come on in. Uh, Can we stay here, Gary? We sort of just got attacked. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I don't have too many accommodations, but I, I've got a cot in the back, and, I, and I'm sure. I don't even said, know oh. if this is the best idea. If they, if someone's watching us, I, I don't what? think this is the best place for us to be. Is everything okay? We got attacked by some weird-looking elf guy, and we. He had like you insect friends. You got attacked, and he immediately starts looking you over, and he goes, "Are you all right?" I, I like take a step back. I'm like, "We're fine. Like, we're fine." 
It's just... All right. So, so, sorry, I just... I, I'm, I'm still not... It's going to take some getting used to knowing that, that you're out there in danger. I, I, I don't know what I'd do if something happened to you. You don't got to worry about me, though. Okay. Anyways, uh, oh, oh, okay, tell me, what happened? What, what can I do for you? And, and who are your friends? Oh, this is Hi, Nacho. I'm Cheerio. And Cheerio. Cool. I like your faces. Look, Dad, we just need to crash here for the night, and we'll figure out something. We'll get out of your hair. It's clearly not safe here. I might have to make a phone call. Do you know who it was? What 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 happened? We have no idea. But if you hear anything, like when we're sleeping, or just scream, run, get out of here, because I I'm truly not aware of if we're completely safe or not. I'll tell you what. What? How about? I got the cot in the back. I think I have a couple of quilts that uh, I, I bought for a couple of silver off someone. How about I go set up a little kind of slumber party area? I'll, I'll, I'll set up four sleeping mats. and Well, I got to man the store till dawn anyway, so um, then I'll, I'll just keep watch, yeah? Huh. Till dawn. Y- yeah. Like the uh, un- until dawn pod. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me every time. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm just going to step in the back. If if you need anything, give me a call. Please be careful. Thank you, Gary. All right. And he goes to the back. <sighs> Tyronicus, uh, I feel like before we go to bed, should we maybe look for clues at the scene of the crime to see if there's anything they may have left behind? Or should we just call it a night and check in the morning? We can definitely look for clues or something. Like, what's going on here? You think it has something to do with Hagatha? Agatha's the only one I could think of that would maybe mess with what we're doing. But how would they know my name? Who have you? Well, you introduced yourself to Jessica, right? I don't. I don't introduce anyone using my real name. Oh, they use your real name. Oh. Hmm. Well, who knows your real name? Me. Your dad. Nacho and Cheerio. I don't even think they. Yeah. They don't know my real name. Well. Well. I. I context clues. Right. They did hear it. <laughs> did you say it to Monique? No. Hmm. Did you what name did you use when we auditioned? Um That's a good question. Tyronicus. <laughs> I, I don't remember, but it, it definitely wouldn't be my actual name. Huh. Does Gary know it? My dad? No, not your dad. Other Gary, the cancelled Gary. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no one knows my real That's a name I discarded a long, long time ago. Well, does your company know your real name? Uh, naturally, but... Uh, you've kind of been telling them a lot of our movements lately, Tyronicus. Are you sure we could trust them? Yeah. Yes, what, what are you talking about? We're a global I, organization whose job is to take down the bad guys. Right. They wouldn't. Even, they didn't even know that I even had the phylactery. You didn't tell them you had the phylactery at all. You didn't tell them you had a magical item in your possession that you might want to give to them or show them. Uh, yeah, no, because um, well, wasn't supposed to have it. Kind of on our own mission, if you don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Magic elf man went for the magical object. I I don't want to cast suspicion upon the people you trust, but I, I don't know them personally. So why don't you give your friend a call and see if he knows anything about this? Why not that? Right. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna leave and then find somewhere discreet. You go into one of the back rooms of the pawn shop. Hello? Tyronicus? Lucky. 
how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right today. Been a little busy over here lately, but what can I do for you? What do you know about evil elves and insect people? Evil elves? Look, we came insect. back from a mission. Went back to person who I'm staying with house. We got attacked by some insect guys. I took care of them, but then we got attacked by like some elf dude knowing magic. We both got paralyzed, and uh, he managed to get his hands on the phylactery. And then escape. And I, I, no, he knew my real name, Lucky. What did he look like? Wait, your real name? My real name. The name that we don't speak of. What? Uh, did he identify himself? Did uh, anything at all that, that we can use to, to try and track him down? What, what did he look like? He had uh, little glasses on. He had like really neatly, like his hair. His hair looked great, honestly. I don't know how he got his hair like that. His products must be immaculate. But anyway, and he had like a nice suit on, but like I just, I don't understand. He knew who Tom, he obviously didn't know that I was with Thomas. Okay. But the fact that he also knew my real name is a problem. Hmm. Well, who else could possibly know your name? Did Besides you? Max. Do you think it has, you said he took the phylactery, right? The, the only people, he did, but like, it, he wouldn't be working for Max at that point. It's either that or somebody back at base. No, there, there's there's no way it was no one anyone here. No, I don't, I don't believe that either. But speaking of, I think we've made some um, we've made some slight progress on some of the stuff you asked me to look into. Yeah, uh, what do you got? It's not really set in stone yet, but we've got a little bit of questioning going on at base right now. Question. We, we may have apprehended a uh, a person of interest, if you will. Really? Yeah. I might have. Do you know who... Can you tell me who it is? Well, Selma wouldn't really be happy with me having these conversations over the line. Right. Um, Suffice to say that I think you might be right about all this stuff you reported back to me. Yeah. I, I don't even know how far this goes. I mean... Well, you're due for a little time back on base. You want to come maybe talk to the guy them, yourself? Would I be able to do that? Could you get me clearance? Uh, Yeah. I think you'd be okay. Hmm. Guess it's time and you head home, huh? Be nice to see you again. You too. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll catch you at the base. All right. We'll be here. See you soon. And uh, lucky. Yeah. Thanks. Of course. I'm gonna end the transmission and walk back. What's Thomas doing? <laughs> what did he say, Tyronicus? Um. So, obviously, he didn't know anything going on with that. Um, could barely describe the guy who attacked us. But he did say that they may have apprehended someone connected to all of this. Oh. Um, who may know information. Who? I have no idea. Um, obviously, that's not something you really want to communicate over lines, especially if they could be possibly tapped, you know. I suppose. But I did get clearance to come find out who it is, which means we'd have to go to the LEP base. You got clearance to go there, speak to the person that they wouldn't identify We'd, after you're telling them we got attacked and your company is under suspicion. They can't. Well, obviously, we, we can't talk about it over lines. Right. If there, if there is. Look, Lucky is my best friend. 
and I trust him completely. Smells like a trap, Tyronicus. I don't know. A trap or not, it's the only lead that we trap have. Trap or not, Tyronicus. Like, we have a couple of other leads we could go track down. I mean, we got our asses handed to us by a random elf. Do you really think we have. We <laughs> got jumped. That wasn't a, a true fight. We, we fought one person. Tyronicus, I'm telling you, this has trap written all over it. I don't know if you were watching God when he was reading Lucky's lines, but he looked pretty guilty. I, I don't know. God. <laughs> uh, God draws the curtain and the sky becomes darker. <laughs> Look, that phylactery is an important piece. Yaha. Uh-huh. And if the wrong people have that in their hands, a lot of bad stuff could go down. So trap or not, I have to go. Are you coming with me or am I going alone? Well, if it's a trap and you're set on walking into it, I suppose I can't let you go alone. So I will be joining you. Not like Pat Thomas on the back. It's like, you're a good man, Thomas Phelps. My bones rattle like a xylophone when he pats me on the back. <laughs> oh, I take out the email to see if there are any messages. You don't see anything at the moment. Uncle is staying at a hotel down the road? Yes, he said he was going to go find a place to stay. We should warn him about this. We should, and I think it would be safer if we were with your uncle. Yeah, we should do that. Let, let's go check up on him. We're halfway there. Hey everyone, it is Nicky B's father, Daddy G here. As per usual, we are continuing with the (laughs) never-ending search for my son. If anyone has seen Nicky B out there, please tell him that his father uh, (laughs) totally wants to hang with him and does not miss him or is not being pushy at all. Simply wants to kick it back with his boy. I was definitely not searching through Nicky B's things in his room, which he left practically untouched. But if I were, I would know that uh, he is in constant contact with the patrons of uh, Dungeons and Drimbus over on the patrons-only Discord. So uh, if any of you have seen my son, just like let me know. It's totally chill. Uh, also, if anyone catches sight of Nicky B, my beautiful muscular boy. Please let him know that I have his bonus content waiting for him here. That's right, he he left his computer still logged in. I'm getting his emails. I'm getting the not-so-daily Trimbus. So many cool stat blocks. Just check this out. Hey, these rocks cost 25 gold each. Do you know how hard I work to get all these rocks? I only can accept gold pieces, so if you want to go get those rocks appraised, you know where to go, right? I'll do just that. And with that, I guess Sildar goes, I guess that's my cue. And he <laughs> turns on his heel and he walks out of Barthen's provisions. Thank you so much, Elmar. Uh, I'm sorry. It's very hard to take my family places sometimes. Elmar places his hand on your shoulder and he goes, that's all right, little man. You just take care of him, okay? And he kind of looks up wistfully and looks out the window and he goes, family's very important. Yeah. You should see what we did to the last guys. Huh? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. You hear his sandals <laughs> as he runs away. Wow, that Michael Pisani sure does a hell of a DMing job. I know Nikki would would love to listen to those bonus content episodes that come out basically every week. 
I mean, he even took advantage of the discounts and got the annual subscription to the Dungeons & Drimbus Patreon at patreon.com slash Drimbus. Why he would disappear and not open his emails, not listen to his beloved bonus content? Something's not right. And Daddy G is going to get to the bottom of it. But seriously, to all the Dungeons & Drembus patrons, if you know where my son is, please give me a call. This includes, but is not limited to, Jerry Benetatos, Queso Loco, Greta Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, I know you know where my son is, John Gillette, Chloe G, Conair on DVD, NB Star, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Denny Dewdrop, give me a call anytime, Denny, I'm serious, Mythmouse, Will Woodall, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Bridge, help me bridge the gap to my son, Twiglets, Joanna, Westberger, he loves burgers, Stan Sitzman, he never sits down, Nick, he never sits, he's always running around, Scrambles, the death dealer, if you deal death to my son, there will be consequences. Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesner, Ruth Anados, Morgan Lawson, Olivia Hill, Wilhelm Fox, Trip, where has Nicky taken his trip to? Carrie Holmes and Stoner Panda. Call me anytime, or talk to me on the Dungeons and Drimbus patron only Discord. We must find Nikki B. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here. And today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so, please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? Metal, literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to be upfront with you. Roll a difficult search. Opula is a dense city, oh, and shit. he didn't even know where he was going. So ye, the chances of you being able to find him are going to be a little difficult. So 19. Oh, damn. Jesus. 
Ooh. All right. <laughs> I know my uncle. I know what hotels he'd sniff out. Thomas, maybe you should hang up the gavel and uh, take up private detective <laughs> services. You begin to look around, and actually, you guys kind of wander around for a couple of blocks. And Thomas, call it fate. Call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. Call it a lucky roll. Um, <laughs> call it a lucky roll. <laughs> but as you pass by Greenhouse Wells, the bar, which Tyronicus, you remember spending the night here, your first night in Opula with the current party, you just get the feeling you're like, that just looks like a place my uncle would be in. And sure enough, you enter this little bar. It's very, very dimly lit. There's a Minotaur bartender tending to the patrons. People are chatting. There's some live jazz music playing. And uh, at the bar, you see a figure in a brown cloak, slightly graying beard. And uh, beneath that cloak is a bright blue suit. And yep, that's definitely your uncle. How did I know I would find you here, uncle? <laughs> uh, nephew. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, out for a, a drink? No, not exactly. Uncle, I, are you okay? Has anything weird happened here in the past couple hours? Weird in what way? Like, I don't know, have you been attacked by an elf or... Uh, no, def... Uh, huh. <laughs> Give... Uncle? What? Yeah, one... One sec... Oh, jeez. Oh, Sir, more water, please. Here you go. Thank you. And he downs the water. You see your uncle is kind of like sweating, like, and he's he's shaking a little bit. You notice that uh, when he left the carriage beforehand, he kind of still seems to be a bit shaken. And he goes, sorry, no, um, no elves. Sorry. Right. Why? Did uh, something occur to you? Hello. Um, good to see you, assistant. Uh, are these interns? And he points to Nacho and Cheerio. They're a little bit more than interns, uncle. But I'll allow it. Can I do an inside check on him? Sure. 23. Wow, that's a really good inside check. So what I'll tell you is he definitely still looks shaken. He's a little trembly. He's kind of sweating. Uh, and you are recognizing this to likely be something akin to like an anxiety attack. Um, why don't we get you outside so you can get some fresh air? Oh, I'm quite all right. I'm sorry. Uh, how can I be of assistance? Uh... Pleasure to meet you, um, new assistants. And he shakes Nacho and Cheerio's hands, and Cheerio goes, I'm an assistant. I, I don't think this is something that we should really discuss out in the open, either. Uh, yeah, yes, very well. Um, uh, Mr. Bartender, yes, um, um, how, what do I owe you? You, you just said water, man. Don't, don't sweat it. Very well, thank you. Have a pleasant night. And he walks out, and Tyronicus, the Minotaur kind of looks at you, and he recognizes you, and he just kind of gives you, like, one of those, like, half nods of acknowledgement. When I give him one, too. But, like, the opposite. So if he nodded down, I'm going to nod up. <laughs> yeah, and he turns around and continues to tend to his business as Richard walks out of the bar. Uh, bartender, a water to go, please? Certainly. Figured he might need it, and he pulls it out. You see he already had it prepared. Thank you very much, and I will walk out of the bar. Anyways, uh, nephew, yes, um, so tell me more about this elf. How can I, uh, you, you were attacked, are you alright? Uh, we're fine. I'm gonna um, look around and make sure nobody's listening while they talk. Yeah, roll a perception check. 18. There are a couple of people on the street, you get the sense that, it, you know, you're not necessarily in the most secure place, but you don't spot anyone who's looking 
fishy in any way. Yeah, shape I think, like, while they talk, I'm just going to actively make sure that nobody's listening. Yeah, okay, cool. Here, Uncle, take this water, please. You look oh, like Oh, thank you. you. I love hydration. Yep. Um, so, right, we were at my apartment, and we were attacked by these weird creatures. I was paralyzed by an elf that attacked me from behind, and Tyronicus was also attacked by this elf, and the elf knew his real name, and we don't really know what happened after that. It was very weird and strange, and we're a little concerned that you were in danger, but it looks like you're fine, so... I'm not sure. They were after me, it seemed like, and they, they took the phylactery, so... Um, we have to go to Tyronicus workplace and um, investigate there because they have found someone worth questioning about this whole situation. What reason would they have to attack you? I truly don't know. Um, I've certainly made people angry in the past, but nothing more than a strongly worded letter in my direction. I don't think it deserves any um, magical paralysis of any kind, but you never know. You don't think... I'm... I'm... I'm sorry, I, 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 I shouldn't have left you alone. You don't think this had anything to do with the the, 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 the people who came for your mother, do you, do you? Would they know Tyronicus's name? I, do, I don't know, I just... Uncle, are you all right? Yes, we, we shouldn't go back to that place. Don't go back there, don't. We were not planning on it. Okay. Uncle, I think okay. you need to lie down and maybe go to bed. I, I'm all right, I'm all right, I just... I'm I'm coming with you, please. I'm I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have left you out of my sight. Oh, nephew, I I'm sincerely sorry for 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 leaving you before for leaving you today. I just I couldn't go back there. It, it the image it it haunts me still. I I can't go back to that place. I'm sorry too, Uncle. I I I promise I I will be better. Moving forward, just promise me you will not return to that place. Well, I live there. I promise I won't return until we get it settled, but I, I promise. I promise. I don't think it's safe for you, Thomas. We're not going back there. Don't worry. All right. And, and he breathes. He drinks some more of the water and he goes, okay. What are our next steps? Uh, Get a good, good night's rest first. And then we will move out in the morning to Tyronicus's place of um, work. We should get a night's rest, but um, we're not going to get there during the day. Uh, oh? Just trust me. Um, we'll have to do it tomorrow night. I mean, should we just go now? Probably not. Okay. I won't ask any more questions. I mean, we probably just, we've been through a lot. Probably just need a little bit of rest. Didn't you want to go back to the scene of the crime to see if we can find anything? That's true. We'll go. We'll go. Uncle, you get to bed. You take Cheerio and Nacho with you. Me and Tyronicus are going to do a little investigating. Very well. Uh, new assistants, follow me. Okay, cool. Wait, where, where are you going so we can meet up later? Oh, um, yes. I have yet to find a hotel. Will the bartender let you sleep upstairs? I doubt that is a possibility. Why haven't you just picked a hotel? Um, well, I simply haven't found one uh, befitting of a man of my stature. You clearly. can't afford it. This town is too expensive. You could go to Gary's pawn shop. He let us sleep there. He just stares at you. He doesn't say anything. And just kind of like quietly bobs his head like up and down a little bit and goes, hmm. 
Where is this pawn shop? Uh, just down the road. As most things are. And he walks off with Cheerio and Nacho. <laughs> I can show you the way. I guess let's head back to the scene of the crime. Let's go. You guys head back to Thomas's apartment. And what exactly are you doing? Looking for any clues or anything significant that could give us... Are we at the bottom? Oh, like the bottom of the stairs? Like, that all happened in the basement, but we can also check the apartment. When we fought off the initial creatures, we were like, what the hell is that? Let's go ask Samir if he heard anything. We were on our way out the door, and then we got attacked. But that's a good thing to bring up again, because I still think we should go ask Samir what happened if he heard anything. I mean, we're here. Let's do it. Roll a perception check for me real quick. 15. 17. Yeah, so you notice that the entrance to the apartment complex, like those two doors that tend to lock, they are not like locking anymore. They're kind of warped. And you see that around the lock, there seem to be like scorch marks as if some sort of either melting or extreme heat had been applied to the lock to kind of warp it out of shape. Uh, detect magic? Uh, yeah, you cast detect magic, and I mean, the only magic you detect are, like, the faint traces of magic that are usually present. You know, stuff like helping the building operate. Instead of technology, a lot of places here, like, have magical lighting and magical heating for the boilers. You detect that, but you don't detect anything in particular on the door. Hmm. Did they have any fire with them? Well, I guess the elf could have cast a fire spell. But I didn't detect magic, did I? I mean, it runs for 10 minutes. We can be a walking magic detector. Yeah. The thing is, detect magic, I believe, only detects things that are currently happening. So, like, if a spell was cast, unless you have it on while the spell is cast, you probably won't detect anything. I understand. Okay. I don't know. It says within 30 feet of you, and it's for 10 minutes. I feel like for 10 minutes, anything 30 feet within you should be magic. So, if you can run through this whole building in 10 minutes, you can detect all the magic. All right. Time me. Magic elevator. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Thomas begins hoofing it up and down the stairs like a little magic detector. And yeah, I mean, in 10 minutes, you make it up and down. You do detect magic, right? Like we live in a, in a high magic society. So you detect magic coming from like inside people's homes. But in particular, if you're talking about especially anything around your area or like in the stairs, the common area, you're not detecting anything abnormal. So it looks like those guys broke their way in. Which I don't understand, because there are definitely spells that just unlock doors, but whatever. That's the only clues that we really have. Unless if that's even from them. Right. Let's go ask Samir. Okay. You head down to the basement, and you knock on Samir's door, and Samir opens it. He's in his little white tank top and his heart boxer shorts, and he looks at you. His eyes grow wide like fucking dinner plates, and he goes, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Thomas, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, good to see you again, my favorite tenant. <laughs> hey. Uh-huh. Ooh. Eyes hey. wide, huh? <laughs> uh, What's going on, Samir? Nothing. I'll do an inside check. Yeah. Ten. Okay, he, he seems nervous. Nervous. Inside check. Okay. Five. <laughs> um, he seems pretty chipper to you. <laughs> Hey Samir, um, looking, hey. A, looking a little nervous there, buddy. How, how, mm, how really? I think he's kind of chipper. Mm, no, um, <laughs> he kind of rubs his wrists and he looks at you and he goes, "What me? No nervous? No, just so happy to see my favorite tenant who totally like abides by all of my rules yeah, and like you told you know, every single one." Surprised yeah. to see him, you know, almost as if he wouldn't be here. What? Have you seen or heard anything? Uh, 
recently. Yeah, I mean, I've seen and heard a lot of things, you know, with this kind of what happens when you got eyes and ears. I mean, today. I mean, very recently. You know, when we walked in, the um, the locks to the opening doors are melted off. You wouldn't know anything Fuck, about that. Fuck, again? Are you serious? Again? What do you mean again? Something's always wrong with it. Wait, hold up. Melted off or, or like just broken? Melted. <sighs> Motherfucker. Okay. Uh, you mind if I go have a look? Well. Yeah, we'll go with you. Why don't, Tyronicus, you go with him to look at that. Samir, are you a man of the law? I'm not a lawyer, if that's what you're asking me. No, 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 not not a lawyer, but a man who likes to abide by the rules. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I always abide by my contracts. That's why, uh, you know, I spent all day serving ice cream yesterday. <laughs> right. Well, uh, an illegal action occurred under your roof, and it would be a shame if that got out, if that got leaked out somehow. So why don't you... What do you wait, what kind of illegal action? What are you talking about? Look, Samir, we got attacked. We want to know if you had anything to do with it. And if you lie to me, I'll know. I, I swear, I, 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 I didn't even know you got attacked. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm just saying, Samir, you want to help us out in any way you can. You don't want this getting out to anyone, do you? No, no, of course. What, what, what can I do for you? So you go with Tyronicus here to check out that door, possibly fix it. I'm going to investigate your room just to make sure you're not under suspicion of any kind. Uh, whoa, how about, uh, could you... Why are you investigating my room? <laughs> That's not necessary. Well, we just gotta cover all of our bases. If you're truly innocent, then there's nothing to hide. You got a, you got like a warrant or something? I could go to the police right now, Samir. I mean, whatever. Have a look. Go ahead. Thank you very just, much. Hey, just listen. If you see something you don't want to see, don't don't blame me, okay? Okay, you got a very thick New York accent all of a sudden. I'm gonna go <laughs> into the room real quick and just slip by you. Tyronicus, you keep an eye on him. I keep two eyes on him. Fantastic. Let's go. Okay. And he walks up with you, Tyronicus. So, Thomas, what are you doing? Investigating. <laughs> In Samir's room. <laughs> okay, what are you looking for? Anything. Anything suspicious. Roll an investigation. What part of the room are you looking for? Considering the fact that he's a landlord, you would expect he'd live somewhere nicer, but like, no, this is like... Yeah, for some reason, I picture it like a hoarder's thing. Like, there's boxes everywhere. Yeah, like that's a, that's exactly how it is. There's a lot of cardboard boxes. You get the sense that this was probably like a boiler room at one point that has since been turned into like a big living space. So, like, there are the magical boilers, like, firing away uh, for the heat of the building. He has, like, document cabinets and he has, you know, all his shit lying around. He has a little kitchenette that, like, it wasn't part of the original design of the room. It was added in. He has, like, a shitty, dirty mattress with some of the springs, like, poking out, sitting on, like, a small box frame and uh, a couple of, like, wooden shelves with knickknacks and shit, so. I got a 20 not natural, and I would like to investigate the document cabinets. Okay, you investigate the document cabinets, and you see a lot of lease agreements, and most of them seem very similar to yours. Uh, You see the recently updated lease uh, with all of your very, very extensive terms (laughs) have been uh, shoved in there. You also find, like... This is maybe the neatest part of the living space. They're kind of labeled with like years. And so he has lease agreements from what it looks like tenants past. You see that definitely the rent for these apartments has definitely gone up over time. As little as 10 years ago, the rent was only seven gold. 
uh, and has since skyrocketed. As it goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you look through all of that and you don't see much. Really, like, nothing incredibly suspicious. What you do see is in your cabinet for Phelps and for 6A, you see the old original lease agreements that your parents had signed. Mia Edgeworth and you see Miles Phelps. For a couple of years, it looks like they had they had lived here for a little while before you were there. And then your name was added, it seems like, the year after your birth. Uh, and then, of course, in years after, it was transferred over to your name. But that's really more of a personal significance thing. As far as suspicious documents, you don't find, like, an evil diary or, like, murder confessions. Gotcha. Aww. Well... Can I check under the mattress? Okay, uh, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You just lift up the mattress, and you find about 200 gold. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you take 200 gold from under Samir's mattress. Thank you very much, Samir. Yeah, with each step, you jingle now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, anything else in here? Quick glance around the room. The bookshelves? Is there a bookshelf? Okay, you do find something suspicious in the shelves. Aha. Uh, you find it's this uh, very big, flexible, purple, uh, like almost polyurethane material, and it seems to resemble a certain part of uh, centaur anatomy. Uh. And also a knife. Oh, oh a knife. A knife? Yeah. Just a, like, a butter knife or what kind of knife? Like a dagger, you know, like something someone might carry on, like, their belt. And w- what was the other thing you said? Uh, it's a large purple polyurethane centaur penis. Ah, that's what I thought. Really? Next to the knife? Okay, I'm leaving <laughs> and I'm shutting the door behind me. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tyronicus, uh, what's going on? Or just, like, looking at this door. I'm like, you see... Like, someone clearly melted this off and Jesus maybe just, Christ. like, halfway through decided to just, like, smash into it. Yeah, okay. Uh, you, you said you guys got attacked? Yeah, right outside of the apartment. What the hell? Why? I don't know. Look, between you and me, Thomas isn't exactly the most well-liked guy. Yeah, yeah, I gathered as much. Honestly, I thought you might have had something to do with it. I mean, look, yeah, Thomas has been late with payment sometimes, but... Uh, it's a little hazy in my brain. I don't, I don't quite know, but so far it seems like he's always abided by his lease agreement. Um, I guess I pay him now. I, I don't know. It's really weird, but, um, you know, we're, we're all just trying to get by. I'd, I'd never kick out a tenant who's a good standing. I mean, yeah, I, I evicted him when he forgot to pay his rent, but other than that, you know, when, as long as everything's fair and square, I don't, I don't care what you're doing over here. Just follow the rules and you're fine. I, I got that. We all got to make ends meet. Yeah. I don't trust those banks, man. There's something fishy they do with that money. Yeah, there's a lot of fishy stuff going around around here. Anyway, shit, so that's going to be another expense I got to pay. It's so expensive to get these doors done. I Look, security's important, and so I guess they had offered me the fireproof locks, and I didn't think it was that important. You know, I figured if the building's on fire, then, like, who cares what happens to the locks, but I yeah, guess... I mean, you know, if you can afford it, I'll definitely spring for just magic-proof locks in general. I mean, God, this is going to cost me at least, you know, a couple hundred. It's going to be, it's going to be a tight month next month. I know, but I mean, if you, if you have, I mean, no one says you got to get it right away, 
But um, it's just no, a, but I, I, I definitely got to get this fixed. Yeah. You, you know, I, mean, I, think I, of it I can't like be an investment. I mean, if, if you get that, you might not have to get another one. You know what I'm saying, yeah, like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, I have a little bit of savings that might be able to help with that. You know, once I collect rent next week, then maybe I'll be able to pay for it. Right. Oh, uh, that sounds good then. Yeah. Look, okay. look. Um, I'm sorry for everything. If it's just been like awkward, like I know Thomas is a good guy. I hope. I think. I don't know. He's weird, but he'd mean like he's. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, oh, Mr. Phelps. Howdy, and I'm going to try to tiptoe forward when I approach them as to not jingle. <laughs> Roll a stealth for me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's a seven. Uh, Mr. Phelps. Yes. I believe you just dropped some gold. Oh. And he points to the floor, and you see a couple of gold coins on the floor. I'll just go ahead and pick that up. Must have fell out of my pocket, those two gold pieces that yep. I own. Yep. You bend over, and about 20 more gold spill out of the pocket of your jacket. Oh, my. <laughs> All those are my month's savings for, uh, you know, for purchases and such. I'll just get those. Roll a deception? Oh, no. That's a critical failure. Samir looks at you. He gets scared again. And then he gets really pissed off and he goes, Mr. Phelps? Yes? What did you touch in my room? I, you know, Samir putting it next to the knife was a really bad choice. I didn't hey, mean- Hey, hey, You know that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to look at your own risk. I told you. You did, you did. It made me very uncomfy, but I got past it. I walked out of there with my head held high. Mr. Phelps, is that my gold? Uh, not all of it. What? What do you mean not all of it? Some of it's mine. So, so you you just admitted to theft? No, no, no. Rent is due, Samir. I'm afraid I just collected. What do you mean I'm you collected? My it's my building. I'm snapping my finger and I'm going to cast his level five sleep. Oh, shit. Okay. Actually, oh, Samir, right? Do I need to? Should I do level five? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Level five. Okay. So I have 13 d eight. Holy shit. Okay, roll it. Five, four, nine, eight, eight, four, 29, three, seven, 39, six, 45. How many do you get? 13. And I'm on like can, eight or you nine. You can stop. You can stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, never waking up. No, nah, he'll, he'll wake up in like a minute. What do you mean, race? And he falls flat in front of you. Thomas, what the fuck are you doing? What do you mean? Just get... You stole from him? No, <laughs> rent was due. I collected. I told you. Pick up the coins and we gotta get out of here. Okay, and I'm gonna pick up all the coins I dropped. Like Sonic and, and run out of there. <laughs> Says himself, he's like, I was just talking about how he's such a good person too. <sighs> I'm, like, I'm gonna look back at Samir. And I'm just gonna like pick up one of the coins that Thomas dropped. And I'm just gonna like... Flip it on. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, and you guys bolt out of the apartment building. We have 199 gold to run. <laughs> 199. Congratulations. <laughs> We're rich. Oh yes. <laughs> this has been your honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps and T.J. Berry as Tyronicus. 
The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera, with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is dungeon master meets high school English teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you rolling one? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.